Uh, good morning. Uh, welcome to the River Church this morning. Um, uh, my name is Patrick. In case you don't know me, most of you will. Uh, I'm, I've, I'm, I'm trying to think how long I've been going here. I've been coming here for. Uh, does anyone know how long I've been coming here? 11, 13 years, something like that. Um, uh, absolutely love the church, and uh, uh, I'm one of the. Uh, I'm part of the leadership team here. Um, <clears throat> this morning, uh, I'd like to uh, hopefully encourage you. Um, uh, hopefully, not uh, leave you uh, too beat down after my sermon this morning. I'm hoping to encourage you. So. Um, if I'm not doing a good job, someone at the back, just give me a <laughs> um, <clears throat> I want to share with you this morning um, just a few things that I've learned along my journey uh, um, in, particularly in growing with God. Uh, and what i found is there are quite a few obstacles to growing with God. Um, <clears throat> And things that can really get in the way uh, and make it really difficult to grow. Uh, and what I wanted to share with you is what those things have been for me and uh, ways in which we can, can move forward into God in, in despite of them. Um, uh, I, just, I just wanted to share that I, I think sin uh, is, plays a really, really big well, it's probably the biggest obstacle that we face as people. Uh, and sin really is something that uh, it creeps up on us uh, and it attacks us through our, um, our feelings and our emotions. Um, and from what I can see, there's, there's three main areas or... or or root causes. There's more than three, but I'm going to focus on three this morning. I'm sure someone will be like, well, I can, they can see something else. That's fine. I'm just going to focus on these three this morning. Uh, uh, and they're sort of ways that Satan can hijack your heart and cause you to fall into sin. Uh, <clears throat> these three things are uh, pride. Okay, pride is the first one. Uh, and that, that encompasses a, a wide range of things, including our ego, uh, focusing on ourselves, uh, making it all about us, etc., um, etc. Et uh, second one is uh, desire, uh, <clears throat> sensual pleasures, that consumer nature, I must have it, I must have this, I must have that. And chasing after things, and uh, greed—they all come under the same heading of desire. Uh, and the third one, the, la the last thing uh, that can be a real, real obstacle, uh, is fear. Um, <clears throat> it's something that can just—it uh, can take over our life. Did you know in the Bible there are 365 references to fear? That's interesting, isn't it? 365, one for every day. <laughs> you know, fear can be an everyday challenge. Uh, and we can, we can, um, uh, we can, we can it, 
experience it in many, many different ways. Um, <clears throat> I want to share with you um, a verse. Uh, 1 John 2, 15 to 17. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, uh, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes not from the Father but from the world. The world and its desires pass away but whoever does the will of God lives forever. I just wanted to share with you I'm, these three things. They're in the Bible, they're there and you see that desire and that pride of life. Um, it's right there. Now these things in, in and of themselves they're not they're not sin themselves. Does that, does that make sense? But if we allow them to go unchecked in our heart, they can absolutely completely consume your life. Uh, and many of us have experienced that. <laughs> Where these three things can totally take over every, every part of your thinking. And they can consume your heart. And when things happen in life, they come straight to the top. <laughs> does that make sense? In fact, I would say that without Jesus and without the Holy Spirit, we are unable to manage and minimize. We are able to manage and minimize these things, but we're not really able to master them. We're not really able to have power over them without Jesus and the Holy Spirit in our lives. The human nature, the carnal nature, is powerless over these things. In fact, I would go as far as to say that sin is a direct result of yielding and allowing, allowing these things to become the sole motivations in our life. That's how sin enters in. I also want to encourage you, if you're struggling with these three things this morning, you don't need to be ashamed. <laughs> and you don't need to feel like you're the only one. The reality is, by my calculation, every single person who has ever lived and ever will live has been challenged and tempted on these three things repeatedly. Okay? Every single day, including Jesus. I want us to start to understand that feeling these things, feeling fear, <laughs> feeling desire, that, that is not necessarily a sin. Does that make sense? It's what we do with it when it comes upon us. Okay? Uh, and I, I really think that um, different, different personalities, different personality types struggle with these three things in different quantities. And at different times in your life, you may struggle with, with, these, with these things. So I put them, say your heart is like a circle like that, and you might, if you're a very balanced person, you may struggle with them all equally. Uh, but many of us might be more inclined like that. You might actually, do you know what, desire is a massive issue for me. You know, actually, I just really enjoy being lazy. You know, that's, that, that's desire, really. You know? Do, do you know what I'm saying? And then you might have someone else who's, look, actually, I don't really care about pride. That's not really a big issue for me. But I, I, I'm absolutely petrified of everything. And it consumes my life. 
You know, and we're all different, aren't we? And I think one of the key things is it's okay <laughs> to struggle with things. That's all right. You know, it's okay to struggle with things. And we may struggle with things uh, to different levels. And, and I was thinking about this, uh, and I was thinking, um, <clears throat> this is a, it's a good talking point uh, in the car on the way home. It would be very easy to sit there and say, oh, do you know so-and-so, so-and-so, you know, I, I, well, I can tell you what they struggle with the most. Uh, and I thought it would be really good, you know, as you're travelling home or spending time uh, with those who also love the Lord, um, if you're able to open up and just say, look, when I think about myself, actually, I really struggle with this thing more, more than those other things. Will you pray with me about that? You know, uh, and, and if we can identify these things, then we can pray into them. Uh, and the Lord can change things. Um, <clears throat> let's move on. Move on to my second, second part. You know, I, I was thinking desire in of itself is not a bad thing. You know, it's all right for me to desire my wife. That's okay. It's all right for me to want a Big Mac. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right for me to want to, uh, to, to want to have a little bit of extra sleep sometimes on a Sunday afternoon. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, fear. You know, fear can be useful. You know, fear keeps you on your toes. Uh, it's a natural, uh, you know, if there's danger, fear is actually really good at alerting you. In fact, it sends more adrenaline to your body so that you're actually stronger for a shorter period of time. You know, these things can be useful and in and of themselves are not actually sin. Okay? Pride can be good. <laughs> not always. Pride can be good if it's applied in a sense of looking after things. You know, like taking pride in, in your appearance or, you know, looking after the things that you've been given, that's really good, isn't it? Taking pride in your job, doing a good job. These things aren't bad. But the devil is looking to hijack these emotions and feelings and use them as a, as a conduit to fill your heart up with, with, with absolute rubbish so there's no room for God in your heart. Does that make sense? You know, you may have met the Lord. Fantastic. You may have given your life to the Lord. Even better. You ha may have eternal life. Amen, isn't that fantastic? But you know what the devil thinks? Well, that's great. I might not be able to get you, but I want to make sure you're useless to everybody else and you don't tell anybody else about Jesus. And you don't show Jesus in your life. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and shut your heart up and fill it up with so much rubbish that you are unable to be effective for God's kingdom. So does that make sense? And do you know what? I wanted to just try and illustrate how a lot of other things fit into this, um, this model. And I've made this model up myself, so it's, it's you know, don't take it as like gospel or anything. But... <clears throat> I'm just trying to use it as an example. Take laziness, okay? Laziness is, is not good. Let, let's start there. That's good, right? Uh, it, it's a sin to be lazy, really, okay? But laziness isn't the root of the problem in your heart. 
It could just be desire is the root of the problem. You just really enjoy sitting around doing nothing. Okay? You just enjoy relaxing too much. Or it might be actually fear. It's something that grips you so much that you just don't do anything. You're unable to do anything. You just sit and do nothing because you're, you can't get out of the house. Because fear is gripping your heart. So when we're looking at laziness, it's not really the root problem. It's a symptom. Anger. Okay. Who's watched Star Wars? Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hatred. Hatred leads to the, the dark side. Thank you, Mark. It's true though, isn't it? Sometimes we're so scared that something's going to happen that we just get, we burst out in anger. Don't do that! I don't want you to go there! And we try and take control of situations. But the root isn't anger. Anger is the outworking. Fear can be something that sits there. How about this? Sometimes we get angry because of our pride. How dare they say that to me? You know, it, it, uh, what, what I'm trying to, trying to illustrate is that really there's a few root causes in our heart that can be causing us so much damage. Gossip, the interesting one. It's fun to chat about other people. <laughs> it's desire, really, isn't it? It's, it's a sense of it's very enjoyable to just talk about other people. <laughs> Uh, and uh, <clears throat> or it could be pride. No, I'm going to talk about one. I don't. Have you seen what so and so's done? Oh, well, I don't think they should be doing that. That's what I would do. You know, and we can make it all about us. Uh, and, and so, really, we need to bring these things before God. You know, I have a problem with. You know, I'm not saying I do, but I have in the past. You know, I have a problem with laziness, or I have a problem with anger, or I have a problem with gossip. Lord, I'm bringing this to you. Lord, what is, what's really the issue? Lord, I'm putting myself before you. What's really the issue in my heart? Please come and deal with the root of the problem. Forgiveness. That's super tough, that really. Unforgiveness. I won't forgive people. Why not? What happens if I let that go? What am I left with? Fear can creep in, can't it? It just creep in, just creep in the back door of your heart and then it's there and it grows. Um, <clears throat> pride. They don't deserve to be forgiven for what they did. Because what they did to me. And unforgiveness. But unforgiveness is, is really, it's a symptom, isn't it? It's an absolute symptom. The root cause is that we need to get before the Lord on these bigger issues, on these bigger things. Okay, and what, what I love about Jesus he's, he's, he was the master over his feelings and emotions and there was so much thrown at him and what I love about the Gospels is, is you get to see Jesus go from one challenge to the next challenge from, from, from one instance of fear to the next instance of fear and each time he has the victory it's, it's, it's wonderful to see But I just, I just want to keep encouraging you with this one thing. If these things are afflicting you this morning, 
it doesn't necessarily mean that you're sinning. It doesn't mean that you're a rubbish person. It just means that you're afflicted and God wants to help you, but he can't help you unless you're willing to bring it to him. Bring the symptoms to him. Bring your heart to him. And just say, Lord, help me. And he will, because that's what he's like. You know, we, we're, we're singing this morning, God's love is amazing. And he knows all that's going on in your heart. And do you know what? He wants to help you. He wants to change you. He wants to give you a new heart. He's not interested in condemning you. There's eternity for that, or not. But, but you know what I mean. Jesus is here, and his primary mission is to bring you closer to God. All right, well, how do we deal with this? How do we move forward? Uh, I think recognising the root of the problem is extremely important. Okay? If we can understand the root of the problem in our own hearts, we can start to move forward. You ever try to, to get an antidote for a virus without understanding what the virus is? You can't get it. You try to fix, you try to fix a car without understanding an engine or what the problem with the engine is. You, you, I mean, you could throw a spanner at it, it probably won't fix. You know, so it's important for us just to understand what's going on in our own hearts. Lord, am I dealing with gossip or is there a deeper problem? Lord, come and, come and work in me. Show me what the problem is. Um, you know, as we were worshipping this, this morning, the Lord saying, open yourself up to me so that he can help you. Not so that he can batter you. Just, just be, be, be really clear on that. He loves you so much. So my first, my first tip for dealing with these three issues is this. Stay in the word. Does that make sense? Stay in the word. The word, and we're talking about word of God, we're talking about this one here. We're talking about the prophecy this morning. We're talking about when God is speaking. Now the devil is lying to you, we know this. We know the devil is, is blurting out his lies like a, like a radio broadcast over your life. The whole time. Uh, and if you've, if you've got nothing else to hear, you will inevitably end up hearing the lies and listening to the lies. Uh, it's great when God's word speaks directly to your heart and you know it to be true. You know when you get in God's presence and someone just says something and you just know, that was for me. I need to deal with this. But unless we're coming into God's presence, unless we're reading the word, we're not going to find that. Does that make sense? So that's why when you're struggling, the most important thing for you is to make sure you get there on a Sunday. So you can hear God's word and allow God to just wash over you again. You know? Uh, I just want to read to you a verse. In fact, before I read it, I just want to share this. You need to dispel the lie. There is a lie that says you are powerless to resist your feelings and emotions when they get too strong. You are powerless to resist desire or fear. There, there, is, there, there is something within you that will tell you that and it's not God. 
Okay, if you have been born again and washed in his blood and filled with his spirit, you have power in Jesus' name. You do. You have power. Jesus is the overcomer. If Jesus resisted everything all the way through in a perfect way and he lives in your heart, you have the power through him to resist. Amen? Stay in the word. 2 Timothy 1.7 For the Spirit of God gave... Sorry, let me just read it off here. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. And this is what I'm talking about. essentially it's just saying you can do it God has given you the power to do it for God hath hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind understanding our position in the spirit gives us faith to stand and fight to resist what does the Bible say about resisting the devil anyone know Anyone got a verse for me? Amen. Resist the devil and he will flee. And if you stay in the word, and you know that, amen, right? You know, if I can just make a stand here, if I can just make a stand here, just for ten minutes if I can make a stand, maybe the Lord will come. Maybe the devil will flee. But if, you're, if your default position is, I can't withstand the devil, he's too strong then, then you're inevitably you're going to give up before you start. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Recognising the spiritual battle. Okay. Ephesians 6, 12. For the struggle is not against the flesh and blood... For for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You know, you are in a battle as an individual. Whether you like it or not, if you've given your life to the Lord, you know, the devil wants to throw the kitchen sink at you. And there's going to be times, and this is the thing, where you do allow your your feelings and your emotions to, to win out. And you do make bad decisions. And you do do that thing that you wish you'd never done, but you've done it a thousand times. But what, what I want to understand is what I used to do, okay, is just wallow in self-pity. I used to go, oh, I'm powerless to resist this. I'm never going to get anywhere. I might as well just give in, okay? Um, <clears throat> and, and I beat myself up uh, and it would take, take me a few weeks to, to pick myself up again and start trying to move forward with God. Okay, and I've wasted two weeks. Uh, and the thing that God really showed me is there's this verse, uh, I haven't written it down. Um, I think it's from Romans, someone may know. Uh, and it says, it's not, it's not me, but the sin within me. Okay, and what it's talking about is there's another power at work in, in, inside of you that's trying to, trying to drag you this way. But you have decided to associate yourself with your spiritual self, your new life. Uh, and, and in that, there's a relief. You know, you are not a bad person. Well, you're not a bad person. You are not a complete failure. You are not your sin. Okay? 
You are fighting against that, and you are in a battle. Uh, and you know what? When you fight a war, uh, um, sometimes there's casualties. Sometimes you could lose a battle, but you're going to win the overall war. So if you lose one battle, you don't go, oh, we lost a battle, let's give up. You know, what you do is you say, I lost one battle, I pick myself up, and there's another battle, and I'm going to win that one. And it's sort of changing your mentality. You know, sometimes when we, when we mess up, um, we, we can find it really difficult to, especially when you've messed up lots of times, <laughs> repeatedly, we can find it really difficult to come to the Lord and say, look, Lord, I'm really sorry again, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm really, you know, and show ourselves to the Lord. But this is where the power is, you see. If we can get to the Lord and we can say, Lord, I've done it again, but I want to keep moving forward. You know, the Lord is there and he can wash us clean uh, and he can fill us with his spirit. He can give us his forgiveness and his grace. And I want you to see forgiveness and grace like weapons to fight with. Okay, they're weapons to fight with. They're not something that you know, oh, well, I'll try and be good for two weeks before I can really accept this forgiveness. Don't worry about that. Just pick it up and move forward. That's okay. All right. Weeds. Grow something new. So this is, the, this is my, my next key point on, on moving forward with God is... You know, you know that picture I showed you earlier about sort of saying, well, you know, you are a heart like this and you know, a heart can be full of other things. You know, um, <clears throat> sometimes, you know, we can just say, all right, Lord, deal with me. And you know, the Lord does, doesn't he? He comes in his faithfulness, in his wonderfulness, and he washes us clean, Right? And, you know, and, and that whole space becomes empty in our heart because it's been cleaned out and all that rubbish in our heart has been cleaned out. And that is great. Uh, <clears throat> but do you know what? Okay? If you go carry on doing the things you're doing, you might have a clean heart for a bit. But inevitably, if you don't do anything different from what you were doing before, your heart will start to fill up again with the same sort of things. And a week down the line, or six months down the line, whatever it is, you'll find yourself back in that same position, full of all of this stuff. Um, and, and so, we need to grow something new in our hearts. Does that make sense? Uh, and the way I, the, what I liken it to is um, my garden. Anyone who's seen my garden, all right, and there will be many people here who will say, Pat, I have worked on your garden and I'm not doing it again because it's pointless. But the reality is, I have cleared that garden maybe four or five times. Ruth, look back there, she's cut down singing nettles. She must think, what's the point? Because they're back again. You know, we cleared that down and it was just fresh mud. And we've had Nathan, little Nathan, staying at our house this week and he's been out in the garden and he's cleared it all back to like just mud. Perfect. He's got rid of all the weeds. And I said, you've got to get in there, you've got to get to the roots and get the roots out. And it looks great. But the problem is, right, unless I go and lay some new seeds in there, eventually those weeds are going to come back, aren't they? So we understand that, right? I mean, if you don't put something in its place, it's going to grow back. 
And God is saying, look, I have so many good things for you to put in this space. I've written some of them down. God is saying, you know what? Our relationship needs to take up this space. Anyone been in a relationship? Gets all consuming, doesn't it? And it can fill up that whole space in your heart. And it's great. You know, and if it goes wrong, you know, well, our heart can feel like empty, you know. Um, and, and just what I want to encourage you is that, you know, God is saying, look, the space in your heart, I have to fill it. I have to fill it. Our relationship together has to fill that space in your heart, otherwise it will get filled up with other rubbish. And God is saying, spend time with me. Let, be, let me be a, a, a motivating factor. Check this out. 1, 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Amen? Now, if I said God loves you, but you don't know him, your heart is not full of his love. <laughs> when you get to know someone, you know if they really love you, right? You spend time with them. You get involved with them. They, you know, <clears throat> you start to build this relationship uh, and you start to consume each other in a sense that your heart, you, you know that they love you. And that's great, isn't it? You know, Gemma doesn't tell me she loves me that often. But I know she does. <laughs> because of, of, of our relationship. Because I know her. And I know that she's not always that expressive in words. You know, but there's other ways to express your love, right? I'm not going to go into those. Definitely not those, Simon. <laughs> but, but does that make sense? If you don't know God, his perfect love will not drive out all the fear in your heart. If you do not spend time with God, his perfect love is not allowed to come into that space to drive out the fear. You must do it. How about this? What's God been speaking to you? Has he been asking you to do something? Has he given you something to do? Has he given you a family to look after? Has he given you a ministry? Has he given you a person down the road? Has he asked you to, to get involved with them? Now if he has, it's alright to allow that to get into your heart and let that person get into your heart and let that take up some space. You know? Say idle hands or whatever, whatever. I can't remember the verse. But if you're not doing anything then you will be filled up with rubbish. Uh, and God has given us good things to be getting on with. Uh, and I think that's fantastic when I see people who are really on fire for God. Do you know what? They haven't got time for sin. They haven't got time for fear because they've got too much to do for God. Uh, uh, equally, you know, if, if um, you sit at home doing nothing, Everything runs through your mind over and over and over again. And as it runs through your mind over and over again, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it consumes you. <clears throat> okay. There we are. Throw them into God. 
Okay, so your feelings and your emotions and all the things you're dealing with. Um, <coughs> I want to encourage you to face your fears before the Lord. Does that make sense? Bring everything that is in your heart before the Lord. And you need to know his love before you'll be willing to do that. But it's the key. It, it's the key. Jesus did it. You see, this is the thing that I've noticed, that Jesus did it, okay? Jesus met some amazingly big challenges in his life. Uh, <clears throat> uh, and I've just... Two big, big challenges. Uh, one, he, you know, before he was tempted by the devil, he took himself off just to be with God for 40 days. Because... I don't know, but he needed to get before the Lord. He needed to be with God. Before he went to the cross, big challenge. The cross is a big challenge, right? Fear? You better believe it. Jesus knew his scriptures. He knew he was going to be beaten worse than anybody. He knew he was going to die. Uh, and, and it says it, what did he do? He, he went to the garden to pray on his own, to get on his face before the Lord. And, and as he prayed, we listened to, to how he was praying and, and he, he was sweating as he was praying. He was sweating. He was agitated. And you listen to the way that he's speaking to the disciples at that time. It's, it, it, it's, it's agitated. You see, in his heart, he was struggling. Even Jesus. These feelings, these emotions, they were on him. They were afflicting him. But... In that moment, what does he do? He throws himself onto God. God, this is what I'm dealing with. God. Uh, and this is the encouragement that we have, that as we are dealing with things, don't do it on your own. Jesus didn't. He, Jesus couldn't cope on his own and he knew it. And he threw himself onto God. Uh, and we have the privilege in our relationship with God to throw all the rubbish onto God. All the emotions, all the feelings, throw them onto God. Let him deal with them. And by the time God's finished dealing with Jesus, is he ready to face the cross? Oh, he is. Without fear. Uh, <coughs> amazing. But not on his own. Uh, and I just want to encourage you. You've got Jesus with you. You've got the Holy Spirit with you. The power is with you. You know, don't go, uh, don't, go into, don't go into a battle and try and fight on your own. What's the point? You know, let the big boys deal with it. You know, Jesus and the uh, Holy Spirit, they're there. They're ready. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to uh, just have a few moments just to just reflect on that. You know, we're dealing with big things. Everybody is. Everybody is dealing with their own lives. Uh, and in that, there are emotions, there are feelings, there are issues, there are big things. We need to get to the root of what we're dealing with. You know, and I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll leave them up there just to give us a little moment just to... Just to... Just to I want you to say to, your, say to God, God, show me my own heart. Help me understand what I'm dealing with here and will you take it and will you deal with it?
Amen? Uh, I'm going to ask Simon to come up. Um, maybe lead us in a, a time of response to the Lord. We're all in this together. And we're all dealing with these exact same things. Isn't that encouragement? You're not on your own this morning. We're together on this. Let's fight together. Let's stand with one another. Yeah, let's back each other up as we go through these things. Allow the Lord to just stand side by side with us. Amen? Simon?